Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. My name is Manish Jaradi, Senior Investment Strategist. On today's episode of the podcast, we'll discuss the latest developments in China on the macro, equities and fixed income fronts. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Marco Yakini, cross-asset strategist. Without further ado, let's get started. Marco, we continue to receive questions about the situation in China on both markets and economy. Particularly, the recent rebound in equity and bond markets are leading investors to ask whether we are at a turning point. What's your take? Hi Manish, glad to be glad to be back. So, um, predicting market bottoms is hard, but occasionally markets offer better odds of winning, right? And today we believe that some of the Chinese assets, especially the beaten down high yield bonds and the inter- internet sector equities, offer attractive odds. Technical charts also support this tactical view, but before we get into that, I think it's important to first examine the factors that led to the downturn and assess their outlook going forward. Um, So first of all, on the policy front, uh, the underperformance of Chinese markets started with the tight policies in the first quarter of 2021, as the economy recovered faster than its peers from the pandemic. Now, what we believe is that these measures, after stabilizing the economy, have started to constrain growth excessively. And so the PBOC recent cut in the bank reserve requirement ratio indicates that they're starting to recognize the stresses. And usually what happens is that after the central bank starts to ease, Uh, these cuts are followed by even further cuts. However, equity prices tend to reflect monetary policy easing with usually a six to nine month lag. So authorities in this case could accelerate the recovery by relaxing their fiscal stance, for example. And indeed, we are seeing, uh, we have seen a surge in government bond sales in August that would hint to such turnaround. So in our view, our preferred industrials and materials equity sectors would benefit from such a turnaround. And in addition, the tightening that we saw in the China high-yield bond spreads in the recent days are promising signs. Now, moving on to regulations, the, as we saw, the recent reforms uh, were in line um, with the government's social and economic objective of common prosperity. Um, in our view, this means that it's a shift to long-term kind of policies, and so the reforms are here to stay. Uh, but it also means that investors would benefit from focusing on the sectors that are aligned with government policy objectives, such as electric vehicles, green energy, infrastructure, and semiconductors. Moving on then to the U.S. and China rivalry, uh, this has brought added risk. And we think here that U.S. regulatory require- requirements for greater disclosures could pose a risk of delisting for some of the Chinese firms that are listed in U.S. markets. Nevertheless, um, you know, the recent rebound in in these equities risk premia suggests that some of these risks might be already priced in. And lastly, on the COVID front, actually, the recent resurgence of the Delta variant has clouded the market outlook, especially in China, where uh, there's the zero tolerance approach. But China's success in controlling the spread, again, means that authorities should gradually relax mobility restrictions. And given the fact that China has one of the world's highest levels of vaccinations, it is well placed to shift to a living with COVID and uh, living with COVID strategy, like in Europe and the US. So to conclude, in summary, we think that Chinese markets are likely turning a corner and um, high yield bonds and uh, the internet sector offer tactical opportunities on a short-term basis. 
But for longer term uh, investment horizons, we need to see more clarity on policies before deciding to rebuilding uh, the positions in a broader manner. Based on the catalyst discussed just now, would you say it's time to be more constructive on uh, Hong Kong China equities? Yeah, so as I was saying, there have been uh, we've seen encouraging signs, uh, especially this week from Hong Kong and Chinese equities, uh, and especially for the Chinese internet companies. First, we saw signs of overall investor positioning turning positioning turning positive. And following that, despite the news that came out on Monday about the uh, restrictions on uh, video games and, and playing time for children in China, we saw a lot of the related names bouncing decisively on Tuesday off the back of large buying volumes, which is a positive sign in our view. On technical charts, uh, the largest Chinese internet names have held key support levels over the last few weeks. And to add to that, the MSCI China index looks deeply oversold as it tries to rebound from strong support on the 200 weekly moving average. Um, however, looking beyond the short term, a hold above the long term moving average does not necessarily imply that the worst is over just yet. Uh, in our view, we need to see the index to break above the longer term trend line, uh, longer term trend lines for a structural shift in momentum to actually uh, take a stronger hold. And also the risks such as those related to uh, some of the property developers uh, and, and the government's long-term reform agenda are still in place, even though, as I was saying earlier, they could be balanced by easier monetary and fiscal policy. So overall, we think the risks are balanced on a 12-month horizon, uh, and therefore we think China still remains a core holding within our Asia X Japan equity uh, exposure. And here we believe investors with uh, little exposure right now to Hong Kong and China names could take advantage of these short-term opportunities, while for investors that have already high exposure to these Hong Kong and China names, they could use the short-term rally to rebalance their portfolio and rotate into our preferred markets of Europe and U.S. equities. Lastly, on the bond front, is your preference for Asia high-yield bonds still in place going forward? So two weeks ago, um, around the 20th of August, we wrote about the attractive risk reward offered by Asia high-yield bonds. Uh, and since then, actually, the high-yield bond premium has tightened decisively as investors' confidence rebounded. Um, so we believe that the turnaround was driven by three potential catalysts. First of all, uh, investors seem to have started getting accustomed to China's regulatory overhaul. Um, and digesting uh, some of the news coming out with uh, you know smaller moves on on the daily uh, on the daily candles. Second, we saw potential signs of a state bailout for the troubled property developer Evergrande Group. And third, strong Q2 earnings season was a positive development here. Now, even after the recent rebound, we believe that Asia high yield bonds remain attractive. Valuations are still very cheap relative to history, and yield premiums are considerably higher than their U.S. and European high-yield bond peers. Specifically in the Chinese high-yield bond space, the uh, regulatory scrutiny, scrutiny is unlikely to end at any time soon, as we discussed uh, just before. But we believe that default rates are unlikely to rise substantially from here. Also, the recent earnings reports, as I was saying, suggest that more uh, Chinese high-yield bond issuers, especially in the real estate sector, edge closer to fulfilling the regulatory requirements, which is a positive development. So taking all of this together, we think that uh, adding exposure to Chinese high-yield bonds is, uh, would be beneficial to uh, clients, and especially for those sectors with a bias towards uh, defensive, uh, defense, defensive names or market leaders with strong fundamentals. Thanks again, Marco, for joining our conversation today. 
That is all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.